last week on the show, we finished talking about our top five games of the last decade, where we initially had a three individual list between all three hosts. But then afterwards, we had the task of, can we boil it down to just five games? So we feel like after that, it's and time to just... It. Yeah, we did it, man. We survived. It's like naturally, I feel like we kind of just got to like relax for a little bit and just sort of catch up because it's not all about video games. And in the last decade, we've uh, we've actually enjoyed a couple of things in the last uh, month or so. So this is the off the rails edition of a cast of the past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. We also have lovely, beautiful, sexy Keith Hamilton from London, Ontario. Keith, uh, this is my sexy. I was face. hoping that was my intro, but oh my good, Ryan, you <laughs> wish. But Keith, how you doing, man? You know, I'm good. Really relaxed. Worked from home today. Ooh. Oh, it was a good day. It was a good day. Good stuff. And then I got my water here. Yeah, I'm just well, gonna I'll keep say. cutting you off as you try to introduce <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Yeah. What else do I got like, here? Ryan's on the show too. I got Ryan's my... from Boston. Yeah, that's what he I'm does. I'm from Boston. Come on, this. I'm also here. So, the Oscars happened uh, over a week ago. Damn it, Keith! I know this is <laughs> off the rails, but don't take it too literally, man. <laughs> yeah. Going the off, Oscars baby. happened uh, over a week ago. Admittedly. Uh, I watch a lot more series than movies, so it's like, I'm not the person to talk about the fact whether a film got snubbed or not. I don't think any of the three of us are, but the one thing we got to talk about, freaking Eminem, man. What? Yeah. So, well, I don't really care about that, but go whoa, ahead, Keith. Whoa. Came out of nowhere. I was folding laundry upstairs, and then I start hearing the... Like, wait a minute. What? Did Alexa turn it on? Yeah. You know. I don't even get that joke, but sure, that's what Alexa did. Sure. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's Eminem randomly at the Oscars. Not at the Grammys, at the Oscars. It was a very, very weird moment that I still don't understand as I'm talking about it. It was awesome. It was awesome from like the. Was of it course, just a throwback to when that song won? I did won an Oscar, right? For Eight Mile. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but when, when Eight Mile came out in 2002, wasn't it though? It was like 2002, 2003. My favorite thing about it is they cut to the, been, uh, to the audience and you yeah. just saw them like banging their heads. They're like, oh yeah, everybody's <laughs> no, 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 in no, the no. Mood. It wasn't just banging their it. heads. It was a very distinct age gap of there was people either like, what the hell is going on? Or they Martin were just banging Scorsese. their head to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, now that we've talked about Eminem, uh, just give us your, your reactions. Uh, 1917, that's a movie that... I've not mm-hmm. watched, and people are saying that it, it's one of the, the best films without question. Uh, I haven't watched Parasite either, but can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the, the first movie and, and what you thought about it? Nominated for Best Picture, I think it picked up a couple of awards, uh, 1917. So one for visual effects and best cinematography as well as sound mixing so 1917 is a world war one movie right we've gotten plenty of world war ii movies but yeah i just saw this uh, a couple weeks ago and i thought it was absolutely phenomenal now the aspect of this movie that i really appreciate and it's kind of it's one gimmick but it does it so well and i was so enthralled with the movie and i'm not a big war movie guy either but essentially this movie is made to look like it was done in one take so 
they're you know of course they use tricks to to do that because it would be an impossible task to try and film <laughs> an entire two hour plus movie in one take so you know if it goes behind a rock or talk something, about the file size my yeah, god if it yeah goes, if the camera pans behind a rock or a building that's probably where they smoothly did a new take but you are following two soldiers who are on a mission of basically having to deliver this message to another, you know, group within the British army to, you know, deliver a message that the next that the attack, the battle that they're going to go into is basically a trap and that they shouldn't do it. So where they have to go is only a couple hours away. So the whole movie is essentially in real time. As you're walking wow. with these soldiers, you know, time passes, you know, they don't jump time, really. You're basically in the complete point of view of these two characters. Um, and it's just, it's it really gives you a firsthand perspective of what, you know, just the gruesomeness of war. Because it's not even really about, oh, there's all these battle scenes and everything. It's more about seeing the aftermath of these battles because a lot of the a lot of the areas that they're trekking through are post battle and you see how disgusting and like terrible and just how tragic these these scenarios look like so it's just a an incredible movie i definitely recommend you guys check it out if nothing else but to just see how they pulled off the technical aspect of doing this movie Mm -hmm. i love how that's slowly becoming a trend in media the whole one take style because first it was uh in video games it was god of war last year really touted the fact that the game looks like it's just done in one Mm. seamless show I was going to say a show I talked to you guys about, Mr. Robot, uh, which you guys need to watch that show. It's done now. Four seasons, complete show. It's on my list. Satisfying ending. They have an episode in season three that is actually done to look like it was made in one take. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. That's cool. That used to be a big thing with fight scenes, like right before the the big deal. I want to say mid-2000s was... Yeah, like the movie Old Boy... If you yep, watch yep. the the original one, not the American version, yeah. there's a whole fight scene that's made to look like it's one take. It it, it takes it to another element because you know it's it makes it it makes it feel more real for you know for some reason. That's very true, and at least for me, I've uh, I'm very interested in watching the movie. Admittedly, I've just kind of just fallen off, uh, just keeping up with recent films because I like to watch them at home. Like my wife mm-hmm. and I bought a new home in December. So now that we have like a comfy area where we can turn on the AC and watch movies, I'm like, man, why the hell do I want to go to the theater? I'll wait for it on Blu-ray or rent it online or something. That's and sweet like, popcorn. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got free popcorn at home. Like I can just make yeah. it any any snack that I want here. And I, yeah. I will quickly talk about because I did see what ended up winning Best Picture, which was Parasite. Uh, was i thought a very good movie um so it is a it's a foreign film it's in korean and it has you know so obviously it's subtitles but it's still a very interesting movie funnily enough when my girlfriend told me about it i thought it was like a horror movie so just because of the name you would think based on the name it sounds like it's a horror yeah, that's movie. what i thought so when i was watching the movie i'm waiting for the zombie outbreak to happen and <laughs> it doesn't ex- it never happens you're like so much so, story yeah because at one point there is like this 
this this is drunk guy and like they're trying to like get him off the street or whatever and i'm like oh man that's patient zero <laughs> like it's gonna happen so what's the premise of this movie so the the premise of the movie is essentially there there's a family that they live in like the way lower area of the city and they're basically just in this crappy little like basically underground apartment and their lives suck and they're poor basically and one of the one of the sons basically his his buddy tell like hooks him up with this gig to to teach one of the like this rich family's daughters english and basically this kid ends up exploiting this rich family to basically get his entire family to make money off of this rich family so that's why it's called parasite Parasite. basically okay they're like kind of conning this rich family to make money off of them and it's very interesting and it's a whole commentary on just like class warfare Um, but it's a very unique movie that i thought was really interesting and has really great uh cinematography um and like it's definitely something i think most people enjoy and kind of goes batshit crazy at the end so definitely worth seeing i think these are the type of movies that i love to watch and it's a big freaking deal because it won international movie and just like overall yeah one best foreign film and best picture which is something i think that never happens like normally first time yeah yeah, normally when you have this really great foreign movie that gets mainstream like uh like mainstream appeal in the u.s basically they'll get the consolation prize of winning best foreign film and they're like oh well we gave it that so it doesn't win best picture so it's nice to see that a you know a movie kind of broke through that barrier because usually i think foreign films are at a disadvantage because they can give it the consolation prize basically yeah but these two movies sound like they're right up my alley even though uh, i'd say nowadays i don't know about you guys i tend to watch more comedy stuff like uh my wife and i just finished watching like uh, we're halfway through the seventh season of The Office, which I'm not going to spoil what's really happening. But anybody that's watched, you, you get an idea. <laughs> Everyone right? knows by now. <laughs> yeah, they they have an idea, but it's- not everyone. I still don't know how that series ends. <laughs> you guys are you guys are like ten years behind. Yeah, but there's this renaissance, like The Office in 2019, 2020. It's like more relevant I don't than know. possibly there's a crisis, ever before. Though, when it leaves Netflix. I, right isn't that happening yeah yeah, yeah so, i think that's where that that's renaissance where comes from yeah. where everybody's trying to get it in before it leaves netflix yeah but uh something else that i have been doing talking about netflix is watching the witcher now i mentioned that i like comedy shows and films so this isn't something that my wife and i are binging even though it's like eight episodes or something but it's something like every week we watch one episode because they're so dense, right? And and they're pretty lengthy. Like uh, every now and then I'm like, man, the, the episode's still going and it's great. Like the production value. I know, Ryan, you've talked about it on a previous episode, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But I love characters that are dry, right? Like Gerald, uh, he's dry, but funny within that. And I think that's the best combination. Uh, another really good example, although he's more obvious with that, is the series of Lucifer, right? That's a series that... I've watched with my wife a couple of episodes, and it's just uh, the charming personality which leads to both of them 
many sexual encounters. I think that's the, <laughs> the common denominator. Yeah, I saw like, one episode of that. I'm like, this guy pisses me off. I don't like this show. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it's really good. Both of them are, are worth checking out. I got to go back to watching uh, Lucifer, but uh, Keith, actually, you've been playing uh, Witcher 3. You went back to it? I have. Uh, all this hype around the Witcher series. I canceled my Netflix subscription, so air in favor of Disney+, Plus. so I haven't checked or checked out the Witcher uh, series yet, but just everybody excited about the Witcher made me go back and play the Witcher 3. I had played it on PC originally, and it kind of was like a perfect storm of, and I'm sure this was 100% intentional, that when all of the hype for the Witcher was in like maximum mode, the Witcher 3 Game of the Year edition was on sale for the PS4. Oh, yeah. No, no so, coincidence. No coincidence whatsoever. You know, it was just dumb luck there, so... I went back and started uh, replaying The Witcher 3 from the very beginning. I never checked out the expansions for The Witcher 3. Um, Blood and Wine and Sword of Stone, I think it's called. So I want to get through the main game and again and then check out those expansions. It's just an... It's last week I talked about Mass Effect 2 and how it's a incredible um it's an incredible feat in storytelling. The Witcher's just really up there. Just how they manage to just fit so much great writing into that game, especially when it comes to the main quest lines and how intricate they make the stories it's very much like a yakuza level of intricacy with some of the main plot lines in the game and i've really enjoyed my time going back and playing it eventually i'll check out the series so keith i, I wanted get to Netflix ask you because even, um i tried to get into the witcher 2 it was gifted to me and i tried the first one and uh, i was a fan of everything except the fighting mechanics now I feel like a lot of people are watching The Witcher on Netflix, as you mentioned, and they're like, oh, wow, I want to play The Witcher. What's the latest one? Because even on the on the Switch, uh, The Witcher 3 is out. So on the gameplay, the, the fighting mechanics, can you describe that for somebody that hasn't played it just to get a, a feel of it? Well, the short answer is play it on easy because that's the way to go about it. But it's a it is a very um it's a very methodic approach to action where you have basically two types of characters or two uh like sub types where you have your humans and you have your creatures and the witcher has two swords so for the humans you need to use your steel sword for the creatures you need to use your silver sword that's kind of like the base of it and trying and you spend most of the time trying to remember oh crap which sword do i have out right now eventually you get better at it no i'm not back at that point but on top of that then that's kind of where the rpg uh elements come into it where you can decide to spec out your character. Well, the Witcher can use spells, so do you want to be spell-heavy? Do you want to be able to melt armor with fire, or do you want to be able to mind-control characters and have them fight for you? Or do you want to be more alchemy-based and be able to set up traps or uh, coat your blades with poison so they do special effects or do extra damage with that stuff? And you just have to... The Witcher, if you decide to play it 
on a higher difficulty than easy because if you play it on easy you can just go in and go slap happy on everything but it's a game where you can't just go face first into combat and expect to survive you really need to plot out your moves and think about how you're going to approach the situation like they are uh, Geralt is very much a hunter and they make you approach the game like a hunter where okay here's this camp where these bandits are I can kind of get the sneak up on them and lure them into this um like slowing spell that I put on the ground and before they realize what's happening I can have their heads off and then just kind of uh that's the way that you want to approach the puzzle of combat and then yeah then you just go through that a million times and then you've beaten the Witcher 3 <laughs> yeah Ryan does that sound enticing does that sound exciting I, for I you? do want to play the Witcher 3 I'm on my, I'm trying to pick up a Xbox and or PS4 very soon, and that is on my list of games to play. It is coming to Game Pass very, very soon. Oh, all right. Well, yep. I, I think I'll be getting it no matter what regardless mm. so i will say though all jokes aside you should tr- if you're if you're picking up the witcher 3 for the first time try it on normal if you hate it don't be I afraid to bump it down no to easy what. yeah and then just don't feel like you're copping out by bumping it down to easy yeah i i gave up on that battle a long time ago like growing up i was all like oh it's all about that difficulty right you gotta have games be really difficult but um honestly i just hate dying in games and i feel like uh, any game that focuses so much on, well, you died, so now you got to try it again. That's just not fun for me. Uh, so just looking at some of the gameplay that I've seen online and just the fact that even, it's even on the Switch, right? The fact that it's portable there, although and I saw... And that's still crazy to me. Yeah, it, it visually doesn't have... Ryan, have you seen the Switch version of it? I, I've seen the graphics. Obviously, they scaled them down, but everything I've read is it's it's the full game. It's not going to look as pretty, but if you need a full game on the go... It it is an available option. Yeah. It's a feat in itself that you can play The Witcher on a handheld device. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, something that I've taken a a random challenge that nobody forced me to do this, but uh, I actually got a couple of Call of Duty games from a supporter on my YouTube channel. He literally asked me, "Hey." Uh, do you have like some Call of Duty games on PS3? He sent me like 10 Call of Duty games. And that to me was awesome because I don't know about you guys, but I have always loved the story modes of the Call of Duty games, like from the very first one. So right now I'm replaying the story mode for Call of Duty for Modern Warfare because you can't just say Modern Warfare now because there's the, the now new. Now there's a Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> which is stupid, but... I'm I'm doing like the the slow goal of slowly replaying chronologically of the story mode based games like the the game mode. So I'm playing this one and then I'm going to do And by chronologically you mean of the date released, right? Yeah, like of you're release not going date, not like, like World Call War of Duty II, World yeah. War 2 <laughs> and then yeah. You can yeah. do like skip. Black Ops Black Ops 2. <laughs> yeah, like I I'm going to skip World at War just because I played that again like 2 years ago when I beat the story modes. So I'm like, "Ah, eh, I'm good on that but one." God, but God, that World of War 1 is so good. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, I didn't play World War 2 cuz it it continues to get confusing. There's World at War and World War II, right? There's those two Call of yeah. Duty games. Yeah, I think... I'm trying to think exactly when I fell off. I think I fell off around Call of Duty Ghosts 
when I it think comes a lot of people to, did. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I definitely played all three Modern Warfare games, Black Ops. This is the only yeah. one I ever owned is Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Well, and you I've, picked a good one. I, I've never <laughs> yeah. been a big FPS guy. I I got a little bit of enjoyment out of this, but I, I'm just, I'm not the FPS guy, especially, and I'm particularly bad on console as well. Yeah, but I'm going to ask you something. So for the podcast, we we have a set amount of games that we are going to play throughout the year. We've been talking about that, right? But uh, we're talking about Call of Duty, you know, The Witcher now. Is there anything else, whether we talk about it on the show or not, that you're kind of like, well, there's a movie tie-in, there's a Netflix show, there's a sequel, like, you know, you have uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. So I'm not saying that you play the original one, but maybe it scratches the itch to play a Final Fantasy game either for the first time or going back to one. Is there any other game that you're kind of like, man, I, I, I kind of want to go back and, and check that out for a little bit? Yeah. I'm thinking tie-in wise, not really. Like Sanic, I, Sanic the Hedgehog. No. <laughs> oh God. I'm, I mean, we could do. I don't want to yeah. see. I don't want to. No. I played. Not. I played Sonic Lost World on Wii U, and it's beautiful. Uh, apparently, I didn't know how to play it because I I didn't figure out a couple of the gameplay mechanics. But just I I don't know if the Sonic games were ever good for me. Uh, and I just Sonic don't know if Adventure it just didn't click. 2 I did enjoy aside from the searching for the diamonds stuff so a third of that game yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good portion of it <laughs> I played that yeah. in the era the first one on the Dreamcast I mean there are a couple obvious ones of tie-ins that we'll probably check out in this year stay tuned for that but hold on Sorry to interrupt, but did you guys okay. know that a Uncharted movie is supposed to come out this year? That movie's supposed Whoa. to come out for the last 25 but years. But yeah. with Tom Holland connected No, it's to gone it? through like five or yeah, six directors. Yeah, at one point, Mark Wahlberg was in that movie. Yeah, no, I remember at one point. Yeah, this is from July 6, 2019, so I have no idea if that's still a thing. It's yeah, apparently that's... still in progress, but the last director they had uh, dropped off. And yeah. it's a shame because I, I think those games... Uh, now it says 2021. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. That's going to be something that's going to end up getting canceled. Oh, the story or, is a yeah. prequel of the game starring Holland as a younger Drake. Why would they start with that? I just... I that's why like, did why did they change the silent hill story in the silent I hill know, movie? They just Ryan. They can't... Nobody wants to see... Like, I get it. Uncharted 3, they had like the flashbacks of a young Nathan Drake, but... Why start with the stuff people want? Give the people what they want. Actually, Keith, you just brought up the closing topic of this episode. Ryan, have you heard of the rumors that this company called Ko Konami? Have you heard about this company? They are apparently supposedly exploring possibilities of new Silent Hill games with an really? S. Yeah, so they've been exploring the possibility of a like nothing is for certain. But they're thinking about different types of video games. So more so than just like a new yeah. sequel and another one. AKA they're going to be making Konami or Silent Hill pachinko machines because that's all oh, what yeah, that's, Konami that probably does these exists days. already. Oh, no, they do exist. Um, they will not probably, but yeah, they've been making a lot of like slot machines and stuff with Silent Hill. No lie. They've been doing that for that's all the that's all the Silent Hill stuff that's come out in the last like four years has been that. I 
like I'll play it, I'll try it out, but let's be real. The the Silent Hill games have never like since Team Silent has disbanded who made the first 3, none of the succeed like none of the succeeding games have really Are they lived really up. Actually they made Team the first four, They were called Team Silent and they made the first oh four God. games, I should say. Teamwork must have been hard. Yeah. Yeah, Ever no se- kidding. After the fourth one, it's just it's never quite captured the same magic. Like there's been games that have just followed the formula, but just don't have the same like like oomph to them, the same magic as the the first four. And even the f- the fourth one's a little shaky. I know um, our people on our Discord was I, I forget specifically who. I, it might have been Meatwad, but uh, they have really defended Silent Hill Four. But uh, me, uh, eh. It's all right. I understand where you're coming from with that. And I don't think you're wrong about any of those games, but kind of, I guess to play devil's advocate a little bit, you have to remember that the most recent foray into Silent Hill was PT, even though it was never like officially a Silent Hill game. Hey, it was a Silent Hill game. So if that's what the route that they're looking into and hey, and I will be the first person to say, set your expectations low with this one, folks. But if they're looking to hit that level with something Silent Hill, it could be something really special. That is very true. I think the fact that uh, PT came out was very smart. And, uh, you know, we talked about this in the previous episode, like best games of the last decade. A lot of people made the argument for PT, despite the fact that it's a demo. It's a demo, yeah. I mean, it was that like innovative and interesting yeah so yeah i mean don't get me wrong i will be open to the idea i'm just pointing out that a lot of people have tried to capture that same magic and have not really quite gotten there but hey i'm i'm definitely open to some game trying to to a similar style yeah so everybody watching and listening please let us know uh, whether you're excited about something that's going to be coming out this year that's focused on an older IP, oh, a video game, or movie. I didn't get to my piece. Oh, you can't end this yet. You can't oh, end this oh, yet. No. Okay, people, people. <laughs> I have, Keith I have to go floor. on public record. Yes, I need to go on public record about something. So if you go back into the archives, there's an episode where we talk about the live-action Disney movies of last year, specifically Aladdin and the Lion King. On that episode, I may or may not have just poo-pooed all over those movies saying that, no, I'm not interested in it, and the live-action thing seems dumb. I want nothing to do with it. Well, over the last little bit, I did have something to do with it. <laughs> I finally sat down and watched Aladdin and the Lion King, and I was wrong. <laughs> I feel like it takes a big man to say they're wrong, I was well, wrong. You're, I think you're still Aladdin's wrong, a, but continue here. <laughs> continue yeah, your like, spiel. Well, Keith, Aladdin, when you say you're wrong, is it like it was okay? No, like Aladdin was a good movie. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed Aladdin. Is there is ever it better? a reason to... Oh, is there ever a reason to watch it over the cartoon? No. I would say like the original cartoons like a nine and this Aladdin's an 8.5. Oh, I, no. I, Ooh, oh, I, man. That I, hurt me. I, 
really enjoyed it. I think that Will Smith did a phenomenal job trying to go in Robin Williams' footsteps, and it really does a lot for that movie. Now, is there some things that were lost in the live action of it? Absolutely. I think Jafar kind of comes off like a little bit of a punk bitch in this movie. (laughs) But for what they did and taking Aladdin and turning it into this live action thing, I think they actually did a really good job, and I will happily Mm -hmm. admit that I was wrong, that it is a hundred percent worth your time and same thing with uh, the lion king yes aladdin is worth uh, your time it's 100%. an uninspired cash grab is what That's i would cute. say i think you're so wrong. like is it can i is it watchable absolutely but like i said if there's but no reason to ever uninspired watch cash grab no it's way more than that what? if they the, it okay, let's, let's, okay. let's, cash grab. let's yeah. just have I can get like, behind that. You know, boring sets and weird slow motion effects, and then we'll put in one extra song to make Disney look more woke, and that was about it. Yeah, I think that what's interesting is that we know for a fact more live action uh, movies are going to be coming out based on films. I think. Uh, Lilo and Stitch and other stuff are going to happen. What? So seriously, a uh, Mulan. Yeah. I'm very curious about. They have yeah, a Mulan, chance to do something interesting with Mulan. Yeah, it seems Apparently like they're, they're definitely taking, taking a different from that tone, movie, which is smart. And, and I and I want to know how that goes. Yeah. So uh, a lot of questions here to to uh, finish off the episode once again. Uh, let us know uh, what what are you interested in this year that is tailor made or based on the past, whether it be a remake, Sonic. remaster, Ugh. Sonic movie, Sonic. Uh, by the time Ugh. by the time this episode comes out, we will have uh, watched the movie, but we're recording it just before it. So yeah, that's gonna be speak for yourselves. I know I just went on this whole rant about not wanting to watch movies and thinking that they're garbage immediately, but Sonic falls in that category also. Ryan, Ryan, December twenty twenty. We gotta do an episode where Keith is gonna talk about five reasons why the Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> movie is one of the best films of twenty twenty. Okay. It's gonna I think happen. it's gonna be great. Yeah, but people, if you like what we do. Uh, please consider leaving a five-star review, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Facebook, any of that stuff. You can join the conversation on our Discord channel. That is acasttothepast.com slash Discord. Also, we've uh, recently upgraded our video version of the podcast. So we do a lot more stuff where you can check out gameplay trailers, uh, footage of things that we're actively talking about. So that way... If uh, you simply want to get a visual experience in addition to the audio format, you can get that. But if you're on the road and you you don't want to listen, you don't want to watch Keith's face, Ryan's face makes you puke, that's okay too. Oh. You can check us out on the road. It's oh going to be God. okay, right, Ryan? <laughs> I, I guess it's going to be okay. Not after that. Jeez. <laughs> you oh can cry God. after I'm that. hurt for him. You're cute, Ryan. Have I ever told you that? You know, no. I'm ending this show on my terms, okay? So thank you guys for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time on another episode of A Cast to the Past. You really there. are cute, Ryan. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're, no, you're a no, solid fan. No, you, you can't you make don't up get for s- now. You lost your chance, okay? Yeah, you don't get We're to done. take Damn that it. back. We're done. Good night. I say good, I say good day. I say good day. I say good day.